Hello and welcome back to the Vol Report Show. I'm Ryan Sylvia, joined by Noah Taylor. We are with VolReport.com on the Rivals Network. And it's the middle of football season. It's Football is, of course, the priority for everyone right now at the top of everyone's mind. The basketball season is right around the corner. So I figured let's hop on the Law Report show. Let's talk some hoops before the season starts, get our predictions out of the way. So we'll either look like geniuses when the season ends or you guys can clip this and tell us how stupid we are. But let's waste no time. I think that everyone's here for one reason. And it's how far is Tennessee going to go in the NCAA tournament? Rick Barnes under Tennessee has done to two sweet 16s, but hasn't been able to get to that elite eight for the second time in program history. So Noah, we'll start with you. Will this be the year that Tennessee makes its second elite eight ever? Will they get over the hump and make their first final four? Will they go farther or is there an upset in the NCAA tournament awaiting the Vols? Yeah, I think we're, we're two exhibition games in, obviously, like you said, right here before the regular season. But we've had two head coaches already say that, you know, they think this is a Final Four team that Tennessee has. Um, you know, I I wouldn't go that far yet just because, like you said, it's something the program hasn't done before. But I, I think, obviously, they're good enough to get there. I think they have the potential to get there, the talent right now. Um, but I feel pretty comfortable in saying an Elite Eight is a, is a realistic expectation. You know, you, you look back at last year – you lost to Kai Ziegler right before the SEC tournament. Uh, guys like Julian Phillips and Josiah Jordan-James missed pretty long stretches of the season with different injuries. Um, and yet, you know, there you were on the doorstep of an Elite Eight, you know, playing your best basketball, getting past Duke to get there, who was playing really good at that point in the post. There, you know, I think they'd won like 10 straight games. You beat them, and then you're there you are in the Sweet 16. So they were really close last year to making that Elite Eight. And – if they get there this year, like you said, that, that's a feat in itself because the program's only done that one other time. But I think right now, as we sit here on November 3rd, uh, just a couple of days before the regular season, I think um, the Elite Eight is a, is a good spot for them to be in right now. But like I said, potentially they, they have the talent to go further for sure. I'll agree with an Elite Eight appearance. Uh, that's my expectation for this team. I think it's probably the second best team Rick Barnes has had at Tennessee behind that 2018 to 19 team with Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone, Lamonte Turner, Jordan Bout. You can just go on and on, Eve Ponds, and name all the guys in that team. That team was ridiculous. The only issue with that team was it played in a season that had probably the 12 best teams, like the best top 12 in college basketball history. Like that, that year was loaded, and they ran into a Purdue team that was really freaking good, and Carson Edwards and Ryan Klein went off. But I think this is the second best team under Rick Barnes that's prepared to make an NCAA tournament run because I think that this offense is better than the previous years Rick Barnes has had since then. The NCAA tournament, defense is great. You need a good defense to win. But Tennessee's ran into issues where the offense goes into lulls and the other team starts hitting shots. And next thing you know, you're in a hole. I think this year, even if an opponent starts hitting shots, you have enough guys on your roster to combat that and make sure that you don't go into a big scoring drought. And we saw a little bit of that lull at times in these exhibitions, but we also saw guys step up and be big-time scorers like Dalton Connect, like Jordan Ganey, and that's without your starting backcourt of Zakai Ziegler and Santiago Vescovi. So I expect this team to do really well, and I think anything short of an Elite Eight 
I would understand the disappointment in, and that that is a lofty goal. That's not an easy goal to go that far and be one of the last eight teams standing in the format this tournament is played in. But I think that that's the natural next step for Rick Barnes, and I think this team is plenty capable of doing so. Let's take a step back, though, from the NCAA tournament and look at the regular season, specifically the SEC. Tennessee predicted by the media to win the conference in the regular season. I've seen a lot of people kind of say it's Tennessee 1A, Arkansas 1B, but Tennessee has been cemented as that team to beat this season. Do you see them coming out as SEC champions, or do you see them uh, passing up that mantle and not being able to get that job done? No, I think they can. I I think they can get there. I think it's a completely fair spot for them to be in. Um, You know, you just kind of mentioned it there as well, the leadership you have back, Santiago Vescovi, Zakai Ziegler, uh, Jemai Meshek, guys that that – you know, we're all part of that run last year. And then Tennessee, you know, goes to the portal and gets Dalton Connect and Jordan Ganey, um, who are going to be con- immediate contributors, I think. So in the league overall is really good um, this year. Obviously, you mentioned Arkansas there is kind of being the 1B team behind Tennessee. That's where they kind of finished in the, the preseason standings. Obviously, Kentucky, Alabama, A&M, Auburn have some big expectations. And I think you're going to see some improvement out of some other teams on Tennessee's schedule. Um, like Georgia or Florida, Georgia in their second year, Mike White, they've recruited really well. Uh, Vanderbilt was, I don't know who they bring back, but they were a fringe NCAA tournament team last year and, and had an argument to get in themselves. Um, and Tennessee, so Tennessee's sitting at the top of a good league in the preseason. Um, and I think that's where they belong. But, you know, there's going to be plenty of tests for them to prove that, um, that I think, you know, like you mentioned with the, the offense improving, not going through those laws, those, those shooting droughts. Um, they get that fixed, and they've got a really good chance to win in some tough places. They've got to go, obviously, the home and home against Kentucky, which I think we'll talk about in a minute. Um, you got to go to AM, you got to go to Arkansas. Uh, plenty of opportunities for them to prove that. But I, I really like this Tennessee team to finish where they're sitting right now in the preseason. I think Tennessee will be cutting down nets by seasons and for another SEC regular season title. However, uh, we'll do our bold predictions later, but a bold prediction right here, I think that they'll tie with someone. I think it'll be one of those seasons where it's a a shared title. We see that uh, quite often in basketball. I won't predict who is on the other end of the tie, but I think Tennessee is going to perform very well in the SEC and and win a lot of games, but – I think that they'll they'll drop a couple they probably shouldn't. Similar to last year where you go on the road, lose to Vanderbilt in a game you should have won. You come back home and you lose to Missouri at the buzzer again in a game you probably should have won, even though Missouri was an impressive team last year. Um, I, I think you'll have a couple of those, but I also expect them to get some big-time wins. And I think it'll be enough, though, that a, another year will be added to that SEC regular season banner up in Thompson Bowling, Food City Center, whatever you want to call it. You hinted at the Kentucky series, though. On the 16th, you're away in February. Uh, Sorry, Kentucky is ranked number 16 in the country right now. And uh, you go away in February to play them. And then to end the season, you play at home outside of an NCAA tournament run, outside of the overarching goal of finishing the SEC the biggest thing that matters to Tennessee fans is that game against the Wildcats or that pair of games against the Wildcats. How do you see this year's going? Do you think that they're going to sweep them this year? They, they should be uh, 
or they will they are the hiring team heading into the season they, they very well may be heading into that game do you think it's going to be another split that we see often between rick barnes and coach cal or do you think tennessee is going to fall to kentucky twice this year yeah you know i was thinking back to last year and just you know kind of how tough that was for Tennessee, both those meetings, particularly the first one, because you were kind of riding the high still of, of a really good December where you won the battle for Atlantis. You beat Kansas there. I think you, you had that one tough loss against Arizona, but played really well against a good team on the road. Um, and then it kind of, you know, it, it kind of came crashing down in that Kentucky game, that Kentucky loss at home because Tennessee looked like the better team and they got out rebounded. They kind of got out toughed, which is really rare for a Rick Barnes team. And then you go to Lexington later. And, and by that point, I think, you know, this Tennessee team was kind of having, you know, dealing with, with injuries and, you know, the offense had its deficiencies and things like that. This year, though, you know, Rick Barnes has had a, a lot of tremendous amount of success against Kentucky. Last year was a little bit of a, a different because they lost to him twice. But uh, like you said earlier, there's a, there has been a lot of split. So I, I would say right now you probably lose that game in Lexington, Tennessee's there's been bad Tennessee teams that have gone into Lexington and won surprised us. So, I mean, it's, I could definitely see Tennessee getting that one early in the season, but I, I would say right now, that's probably one of your losses, but I really like the way that one sets up in, at the end of the season for a couple of reasons. One, if you're, you know, if you're a fan, you, I think back to that Arkansas game a few years ago where it's the end of the regular season and, you know, you've got a chance to win the SEC or at least like you said earlier, tie it. That's a big against a rival on your home floor. That, that's a really big opportunity for Tennessee, and it could potentially be that kind of game for uh, both of those teams. So I, I would say you lose that one in Rupp probably, but I, I really like Tennessee to kind of end the year on a really good note uh, against Kentucky at home. Yeah, I think Tennessee fans would be pretty happy if they could finish out the season with a win over Kentucky and cap it off by cutting down nets for an SEC regular season title. Uh, that would be definitely a memorable moment for Vol fans. As you said earlier, though, Tennessee, typically under Rick Barnes, no problem beating Kentucky, which has been a, a rare thing for any school to be able to say with the dominance Coach Cal has had over in Lexington. But under Rick Barnes, you you see him go in and win a lot of big games, whether it's uh, in these home home and home regular season series or whether it's in the SEC tournament. He's had success there under kind of the big lights as well. I think Tennessee is going to go 2-0 against Kentucky this year. You, you said earlier, too, I mean, Tennessee also hasn't had issues going into Lexington and winning even when they haven't had the best teams. You think about that John Fulkerson game that <laughs> people love to talk about where he just went in and, and went nuclear. And if you look at Ken Palm's ratings right now, Tennessee sits at number 8, Kentucky at number 18, kind of the two different styles. Tennessee, the number two adjusted defense in efficiency right now in the country. On offense, 33 for Kentucky, the 10th best offense, according to Ken Palm, but the 35th best defense. I think with the expected jump that I have for Tennessee's offense, that that will be kind of the difference maker. I think Tennessee's defense is going to be able to do enough to stop what Kentucky's trying to do and to limit what their offense is capable of while the offense is able to put up enough points. So I expect Tennessee to go 2-0 in that series, which would be, of course, a big deal and kind of get them back on track after they lost two in a row last season. Let's talk about that offense, though. I've gone on record now saying that I think that it will be an improved unit. How do you see this offense doing? Do you think that this is going to be an offense under Rick Barnes that 
maybe can limit some of those lulls and, and finds that that extra gear? Or do you expect it to be one of those Tennessee offenses that, you know, maybe they go five or six minutes and they can't make a field goal and they let a team scratch back in that they shouldn't? No, I, I totally agree with you that it'll be better. Um, you know, the be- maybe the best we've seen, uh, at least in a very long time under Barnes. And I think it's, you know, like you said, the depth that they brought in. I mean, you, you obviously have Santiago Vescovizakai, Kai Ziegler, Josiah Jordan James, uh, Jemai Meshek's a guy that's, you know, trying – you had some decent, you know, kind of runs last year offensively as well, showed some potential there. So you've got all those guys on the floor that, that can do it. And then, you know, the team, the coaching staff was very intentional when they went to the transfer portal and pulled out Dalton Connect and Jordan Ganey for that very reason, to improve this offense. And we've got a pretty – it's a small sample size right now, but you can't help but be impressed with what they've done in those two exhibition games, particularly at Michigan State, with how they both took that game over Again, without Vescovy on the floor, without Zakai Ziegler on the floor, I think you're going to see some games like that where you know now you don't you don't have that. Okay, well, which one of these three is going to take over the game? Now it's we've got four, five, six options, and that's not even to mention some of the freshmen like Freddie Dillion, who set out last year as a mid-year enrollee and, and is now back and, and able to contribute. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a team just because of the depth where it's going to be. Uh, marked improvement offensively. And I think you, they just have no choice but to be because you've just got so many options. I mentioned that 2018 and 19 team a few times already. Um, that's kind of, I, th- I think, the gold standard for Tennessee. What ideally, not realistically, but ideally, you want to be as good as that team every year, of course. If you look at their points per game, uh, it's just at 82. I don't think Tennessee gets up to that point. But I do think it's improved over the 57, uh, or excuse me, the 70.8 mark that we saw from Tennessee a year ago. I think it's going to sit somewhere in the mid-70s to to high 70s, and and I think that's a really good point to be at with how good this defense is. So, uh, as you said, they they don't have to just rely on one, two, or three guys. They have a lot of options, and, and you can kind of maybe go into games and it's almost like Tennessee's running back room for football where you go into games and you're like, all right, whose game is it going to be? We know someone's going to rush for a hundred yards, but who's it going to be? It might be a similar situation in basketball this year where you go into a game and you kind of figure someone's going to put up near 20 points, if not more, but is it going to be Vescovy? Is it going to be Josiah? Is it going to be Dalton connect? Is it going to be Zakai? And you can kind of go down the list of, of all these guys that are capable of doing so. So I, I also expect this offense to take a jump from last year. I don't think it'll be the best offense under Rick Barnes that he's had because of that 2018 to 19 team. But I think that it will be good enough to help this team win a lot of games on the offensive end though. We just mentioned there's a handful of guys that can kind of make a difference on that side of the ball. Let's make a prediction. Who is going to be the leading scorer in points per game by year's end? Yeah, that's tough, you know, because, again, you got so many options on this team right now, um, which is obviously a really good problem to have if you're Rick Barnes. But I, I'm going to stick with Vescovy uh, just because he's been that guy and he's been here so long, you know, in this program, in this system, and has proven that that he can be the guy that to lead the way in scoring offensively. Um, he was obviously the leading scorer last year. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody else do it, certainly, because of the pieces they have like a Dalton Connect maybe taking up that mantle. But I think right now I'm just going to stick with Vescovy as my safe bet. Yeah, Vescovy a safe bet for a reason. He's been really effective in all four seasons. He's been in Knoxville. You mentioned Dalton Connect. That's who I'm going to take. 
Uh, he's been the guy in the preseason that's kind of handled a lot of the scoring duties. Of course, we've mentioned earlier Vescovy and Ziegler inactive for those games, so we haven't seen how he plays with them and, and the shot selection that they have. And, of course, it's kind of expected that the newcomers get used to everything in those exhibitions more than the guys that are heading into their fifth season, like Josiah Jordan James. But his ability to score has been really impressive to me. We, we've seen him in practice, and he makes a lot of difficult shots. And uh, we had Josiah Jordan James talk very highly of him the other day when we talked with him and, and said that he's one of the best shooters that he's seen while at Tennessee. So I have high expectations for Dalton Connect. He was able to do it last year at a much smaller school. And, of course, the competition is going to be better. And he's probably not going to be able to put up as many points per game with a better roster around him as well, having to share some of those shots. But I think Dalton Connect could very easily come in and lead this team in scoring, kind of be that most consistent guy on the offensive end. So that's kind of our bet for who the best offensive player is going to be. Who's an underrated player, though? Maybe isn't the best player on the team. Maybe isn't a starter. Maybe maybe they are a starter. But someone that a lot of people are overlooking, but you think they're going to come in and have a really good season. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a starter. I, I really like Jemai Meshack. Uh, I kind of mentioned him yesterday or earlier about what he uh, was able to do sometimes last year, kind of taking up, you know, a bigger role for this team and what he was able to do defensively, obviously. Um, he can, He's a guy that can play multiple positions on the floor. Uh, he had to do that last year when James was out for a stretch and then obviously when Zakai went down. Uh, but obviously a really good defender. You, know, you go back to that Alabama game, which was one of the – if not the biggest win that Tennessee had last year in the regular season, at least. And what he did to, against Brandon Miller, you know, the, the way he played that game. Um, and there's other examples of what he was able to do defensively. I, I think he'll still be consistent on defense uh, and provide and provide a spark offensively when they need it. Um, I think he'll be an improved scorer for this team. And, and we talked to him yesterday and, and he was asked about his jump shot and things like that. And he's been asked about that, obviously, when we talked to him over the summer and things like that, too. You know, that he's a guy that has just really put an emphasis on being better offensively. And I think you'll see that from him, which will obviously make him a, a really complete player because we we know that he's going to be really good defensively this year. And Jemai Meshack, a good option. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll, I'll pick one for sure, but I want to give kind of a nod to someone else. I'm going to pick Jordan Ganey, not that I think he's going to be a starter by year's end, not that I think he's going to average more than 10 points per game. But heading into the season, I struggled to kind of see where he would fit in on this roster transfer from USC Upstate. And he played really well. They're averaging 14.6 points per game in 61 matches over his two years there. But with a crowded roster, I struggled to kind of see where he would carve out his role. In practice, he, he's been really solid. In those two exhibitions, he shot the ball really well and looked phenomenal. And now all of a sudden, it's looking like it might be a little bit tough to keep him off the court. So I think that's a guy that could come in, play some relief guard for Zakai, for Vescovy, and make an impact. So that's what I'm going to go with. But I also want to talk a little bit about Freddie DeLeon. Overall, I think you can't say he's overlooked. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him. He's got a lot of NBA draft buzz. But I think that not enough people are talking about him. And he's got some ways to go. He makes freshman mistakes. Uh, he, he's a redshirt freshman, but he's he's really a freshman uh, with his age. He makes some mistakes. He has rooms for improvement. Uh, but by a year's end, he could be one of the better players on this team. And I'm really excited to see what he's able to do and kind of the steps he's able to take as he looks to 
not only have a good season this year, but as I said, he's an NBA draft prospect. So if he can put together a solid year, he could be one of those one and done guys like a Kennedy Chandler, like a Keon Johnson, James Springer that comes in, has a good season and continues their career at the next level. So he's another guy that he's being talked about, but maybe not enough uh, in the potential that he has. So it'll be exciting to see if he can reach it. What do you think this team's biggest strength is, though? Uh, you, can, you can take the easy answer and say defense. You can go a little more niche or something like that. But where does this team succeed the most at? Yeah, I'm going with the easy answer, which I don't want to contradict myself because I've talked up this offense so much to this point. But I, I do think that the ultimate strength of this team will, will continue to be on the defensive end. Um, you know, a, a lot of the guys that have made this such an elite defense the last few years are back. Uh, I know that's going to continue to be an emphasis for Barnes. Um, and he's going to expect these guys to be good defenders along with everything else they do. So and you get that. That's a clear message from him anytime you talk to him. Uh, Dalton Connect being kind of an example of that, a guy we know what's going to bring you on the offensive end, and there's big expectations for him there. But uh, Barnes has talked about, and I'm just using him as an example, but Barnes has, has said you know, he needs to be a better defender, and it just shows you that how important defense is to this team, um, that, that you're expected to, to contribute on both ends of the floor. So I think ultimately – you know, that, that's going to be the identity of this team is defense still. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with defense too. Right now on Ken Palm, the number two adjusted defensive efficiency in the country behind just Kansas, 85.2 for Tennessee. You want a lower number for this rating, Kansas at an 85. So just 0.2 behind them. You look back to last year, though, a team that had a lot of similar pieces they finished the year with an 87.5 adjusted defensive efficiency. If you go back in time, it's tough to find a lot of teams uh, since Ken Palm started in 2002 that finished a year with a better mark. And I remember we looked halfway through the season or towards the end of the regular season last year, and that mark was even a little bit better than that, and it was one of the best ever in Ken Palm adjusted defensive efficiency. I don't think it will necessarily be as good as last year's defense, but I think that could be a healthy balance where you take a step up in offense and a baby step back in defense, and overall you're a better team. I still think that this team revolves around what it does on the defensive end, and you talked about too how you're not going to see the floor under Rick Barnes if you can't play on the defensive side of the ball. It doesn't matter how good of a player outside of that you are. So it's going to be a focus. It's a big deal under Rick Barnes, and it's helped them win a whole lot of basketball games, and I don't expect it to be any different. Last question, though. Noah, what is your bold prediction for this Tennessee basketball season that a lot of people might disagree with you, but you think that this is how it's going to play out? Yeah, I know. We talked yesterday about trying to come up with with a bold take or bold prediction for this team, and it's hard to find one because the, the expectations are so high. I feel like you know maybe there's not anything that this team could do drastically different than maybe people are expecting them to do. Um, like, you know, make a final four. I don't think that's a bold claim, despite the fact Tennessee's never done that. I think this team's good enough to be there. Um, I think if you were to make a bold claim that they have an SEC player of the year on their roster, I don't think that would be that bold. But I think if I had to pick something, I would say mine would be you're going to see a consistent higher three-point um, shooting percentage in conference play. And, you know, last year in non-conference play um, – you know, Tennessee shot pretty well, and then you get into SEC play, and they kind of obviously went away from that and finished lower. And, and again, you know, in the regular season, you're playing more conference games anyway. Uh, but Tennessee took a lot more attempts 
uh, as well in SEC play. And it just maybe trying to shoot their way out of trouble a lot of the time. And it just didn't work out. So, um, you know, I, I think that you've seen, you know, the past couple of years, Tennessee teams maybe put an emphasis on shooting the ball better in, in non-conference in that first month of the season. And then once you get to SEC play, you're playing, you, you're, you're back to playing more of these rock fight type games. Um, I don't think, I think there'll be games like that, obviously, because of this defense and because that's college basketball. But I think you're going to see a consistent offense on the floor that's going to be shooting it a lot better uh, through the last couple months of the season and then take that into NCAA tournament, SEC tournament and NCAA tournament play. One of those guys that could help that case is Dalton Connect transfer, who has shot the ball really well. And as we mentioned earlier, Josiah Jordan James had one of the best shooters, if not the best shooter he's seen in his time at Tennessee. My bold prediction, Dalton Connect, first team all SEC. I said earlier that he would be the leading scorer for Tennessee this season. Well, it's tough to be the leading scorer for a team that is likely going to win the SEC regular season and not crack that list. So naturally, that is my bold prediction. Not the craziest one, but I think that Dalton Connect is in store for a really solid season. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I think that it very well could end with him taking home some of that hardware that'll do it all for us here today though at the vol report show thank you guys for listening and watching and supporting us over to volreport.com to get all of your information as football season starts to come to a close just a handful of games left uconn this saturday before heading to the road against a really good missouri football team before coming back home to play georgia and then vanderbilt and then of course a bowl game of course basketball season is starting up as well. We just talked about the men's team, but we'll also have coverage on the women's program as they begin their jersey journey. They begin their journey in Kelly Harper's fifth season as the Lady Balls coach. And then baseball is always having uh, scrimmages, practices, and stuff throughout the fall as well. So to stay up to date on all of Tennessee athletics. Head over to ballreport.com, hop in the Rocky Top forum. Links to everything you need is in the description. And thank you for watching.